Welcome to the Black Belter Podcast. This is episode 43. Today's guest is Gary Rooney. Gary is an amateur MMA fighter with a current record of 3 and 2. He has a heavy background in jiu-jitsu and martial art he is a purple belt in. Gary was also a junior European champion and an Irish Open champion. He has fought at a number of IMAF championships, which we talk about in the show. We also discuss Gary's time in jiu-jitsu, teaching martial arts to kids and more. Thanks very much for the continued support and all the people who continue to share the podcast and so on social media. And like always, make sure to like, share and subscribe and hope you enjoy. So do you, so there, there, there's murder at home, so is there? <laughs> <laughs> always, there's always a free bro. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. If you don't do what yeah, you're told, like... <laughs> right, bro. If I don't watch the devil, she'll strangle me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I might just hit record, so actually, we should we just continue on. Yeah, yeah, no bother, bro. But yeah, it's been uh, been good to get back at it. And anyway, you know what I mean? I know it helps for, uh, for holding and stuff like that. She loves to train. Yeah. And so, like, did she start long after you started, kind of got into got into martial arts? Yeah, yeah. She was the last one to join, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she only joined uh, maybe last year, but she only does jiu-jitsu. She's not really interested in MMA or anything like that. Just grappling. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of good for that kind of, I suppose, the the older generation, like sometimes throwing kicks and some of like that, like the coordination. Oh, that'll be, be happy, yeah. They were calling the older generation for that. <laughs> older than you and me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She'll be snapping when she says this. <laughs> I didn't mean any offense, you know. I'm only taking the piss, bro. That's funny. But, uh, but like what what age? Oh, but it is like she's a, like I think she's like forty something or she's around that age. I'm not too sure to be honest, but yeah, it is good to see her active. I know she used to play football as a kid, and then she never really done anything like else, like from the teens to twenties and thirties, and now she's like forty or whatever, and she's joining jiu jitsu. So it's great to see man. Yeah, it's matter that like, but that's what I'm saying. Like you can just pick it up like that, like you know. Like you can't, yeah, yeah, you, exactly. You can't just take give a it a go, wouldn't it? Yeah, like you can't take a break from other sports like that and just go back and take it up. But like jujitsu, you can take it up like that anytime. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter. It's always a uh, even like fucking taekwondo, like what you do, isn't it? It's yeah. like a uh, technique beats everything, isn't it? If the technique is correct, the age or the the other things don't really matter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. The the only thing I suppose with taekwondo, the only downfall is sometimes the flexibility can be hard to pick up when you're that bit yeah, older. That's the, yeah. o- that's the only thing. But everything else, yeah. like but you like you can compensate and want definitely you can definitely improve and pick it up later in life. But it's just mm-hmm. the flexibility. You're just if you're somebody starting at five and six, they're always going to be an advantage yeah. to somebody starting older yeah, in terms of flexibility. Yeah. yeah, very true, very true. But uh, but like, what, what's your kind of background? Like, how did you get started in martial arts? Like, what what got you got, got you interested? Uh, fuck. Uh, the thing that got me interested, I would say, is me. Andy went to school with Paddy. Like, she was doing a course on fitness with Paddy. And then I would kind of got into boxing. Not really got into boxing, but, like, I messed around with it, you know what I mean, for, like, two months or something. Only a kid running around the gym annoying everybody. <laughs> and then as I got a little bit older, uh, I'd, like, said, right, like, I'm from, like, a rough enough area. So I was like, right, I'd like to know how to fight because... You ever see, like, when you walk past somebody your own age when you're, like, 14 and you're like, jeez, he might start on me now. Like, I'm not sure what it's like. But uh, I never really got into fights as a kid and stuff like that. So I just thought, right, I'd like to join MMA and, well, the UFC, as you think it is back then. I'd like to yeah. join UFC and, like, learn how to fight. 
and I just kind of got into it. And I went up to like learn how to box people around and kick people's head in. And then I fell in love with jiu-jitsu. And like I was me, I have a younger brother who's bigger than me. And uh, when he like like run around the gaff and stuff and maybe rolling around the mats and I realized like when I do the technique correct it doesn't matter that he's bigger than me you know yeah. it works like the proof is in the pudding so I just kind of got into it for the self-defense part yeah I didn't really uh, think about competing or anything like that that's kind of mad isn't it I just, oftentimes like with the reason I found this quite a lot in everybody I've had in the podcast the reason people start is, is, is completely different to the reason they stayed in the end or like isn't it yeah, 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 it is, isn't it? It grabs you, you go in thinking it's something else, but then your eyes are open to it, like. Yeah, like that then, like you said, you only started for self-defence, really, but then competition gets a hold of you. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I actually, my very first competition, I lost to a girl, man. And, like, uh, that, like, that, like, let a spark under me, you know? Like, I've no, and now every time I go with a girl, I go as hard as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you learned your lesson right the hard the way <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but like it, it showed me like it really did like it spanked me jujitsu man like it brought me in and it taught me a lesson you know like she battered me and I was like Jesus like you think you know what I mean like oh, obviously I'm gonna beat a girl because I'm a boy but she bleed and whooped me man <laughs> and it made me get good at it yeah like they said technique technique trumps all yeah, and I truly do believe that. Like, I truly think, like, if your technique is correct, like, maybe I might have the wrong technique at that moment, but if your technique is correct, then it should work, no matter yeah. what the is. Yeah. Uh, was it Paddy's gym then as well, like, that you that you got started in originally, or was it training with... So the with one John? I got started in originally and still train at would be under John Kavner. So that would... I joined uh, that gym because it was close to Bluebell, and I could get the Lewis from after school. So I went to school on the north side and uh, got the Lewis from Abbey Street all the way up to Bluebell every day after school from second year on. Yeah. Uh, what, what what do you think it was about jiu-jitsu? Was it just the fact like that it was... What, what do you think it was that got you more so than the striking and stuff? Uh, fuck. I think it was just the fact that like Darren, Darren's my brother's name and like him being bigger, I tell you what was the first technique actually, it was a citru. I'm not sure if you know what a citru is, no. but it's when you come up on all four, so your hands and your feet, like you're in kind of like a total position, so you're down on the ground, and the person on top is wrapped around your waist, so like it's like it's a very common street foot scenario position, Yeah. and what I do is I lift one hand up, and then bring my opposite leg through, so I'm kind of doing like a break dancing move, and then, like, when you do that, they kind of fall off you. And the stronger you hold on, the stronger the guy holds on, the easier it works. And I remember yeah. thinking, like, this is, like, magic, like. Yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I still laugh when I think about it. Like, it's crazy, man. And that's still one of my go-to techniques. Yeah, especially because it's always the bigger guy who's looking for the fight, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think little guys have a problem, bro. I think the little guys have, like, the little short man syndrome and they're always looking like little Jack Russells. Yeah, <laughs> the big guy gets the bad rep, but the little guy always starts it. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's what he said. The, the the big guy is. It tends to be towering over everyone. I suppose the small guy sometimes. That's the. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, the yeah. little guy says, "If I can knock that cunt out, nobody will start at me." And then the big guy batters him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. it, like isn't it? Yeah. As you're, you're not big yourself, like are you? No, I'm bleeding tiny, bro. Yeah, I'm only a flyweight. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm about the same. Myself. I say I'm five six, but I'm probably only about five five realistically. <laughs> yeah, I'm only about five six, five seven myself, so I'm not that big either. <laughs> <laughs> but you can kick higher, so it's uh, you can kick higher than that. Yeah, but if it goes to the ground, that you can choke him if it goes to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> if we can get it there, if we can get it there. Uh, <laughs> but like then, did, did you start competing straight away, or how long were you training before you kind of got into competition? Uh, I done my first competition probably about three months after I joined, like pretty pretty early on, like yeah. That was that all all in the gi at that time. Yeah, I trained exclusively in the gi because, sorry, I trained there uh, in the teens class with own Ruddy. So, the Monday session would be like gi, and then Wednesday would be MMA, and then Friday would be gi again. So just in the gi, no no gi grappling. Just in the kimono, and then uh, I just compete specifically in that. Yeah. Yeah, and we did. Were you successful straight away? Or I know you said like your first one was it, but like did, did things gonna pick up after yeah. the first one? Uh, yeah. After the first one, I think I probably like maybe trained for another five or six months, and then I started to compete again. And I think that's when I got a gold medal. Yeah. But yeah, it's been like ups and downs on the journey, you know. But it has been like I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, did you see like is that something as well that kind of kept you hooked was you saw that progression like you said you went from being tapped by a girl to yeah. your next thing you were winning gold medals yeah yeah it was good like and I think the main thing was just in the gym like I think like that that is where the hardest battles are fought isn't there? like the the competition was good because I got to go against different people and go full on but I think in the gym like the thing that made me stay was like I want to beat that guy in the gym you know, I have to get better than him. Yeah, I suppose you're you're in a good yeah. you're in a good gym for that as well. Like, there's a lot of top guys. Yeah, there. there's so loads of people. Bro, it's that. mad, man. And you think you think like uh, it'd be all the big names, and obviously they do bash it as well. But there's like guys in the gym who just nobody knows, man, and they're just absolute animals, man. Yeah, guys who can't, guys who either it, don't want to compete or guys who just when they do compete can't put yeah, it together. Yeah, no in interest in it really. Like they just don't care, or maybe like the the nerves get to them and they do it once and then they don't really enjoy it. But like it's, or maybe they're old or something like that. But yeah, like those guys, you know, yeah, the benchmarkers, man, the the quiet savages. Yeah. So like, what belt are you then in, yeah. in jiu jitsu now? What, what what have you progressed to? So now I'm a purple belt. So that's like two away from black belt. Yeah. How, how long do you think yeah. you'll be before before you get there? Uh, I'd like to be so like I'd like to be professional when I'm about 24 or 25, and I'd like to get me black belt around that time as well. To be honest, yeah, it's a uh, yeah. Is that relatively young for black belt in jiu jitsu? Uh, kind of... No, it doesn't really matter. Like it's 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 whatever. Like it, they say, averagely it takes ten years or something like that. But I'll probably be coming up on. Six six years now, my purple belt. So another four, three or four years, I'd like to have my black belt. Yeah, that's like. Um, mm. What way did the kind of grading? Like, what's the grading kind of system? Is it just you kind of have to roll with and around the people? Like, what's the kind of grading like for? Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what you'd have to do is you'd go out and you'd show like some technique, like not not like a kata, but more like uh, specific specific movements. Like, so okay, pass the guard. So you'd go out and you'd pass the guard and then you'd say mount escapes, back escapes, side control. And you'd go through all the positions defending, go through all the positions attacking. And then I would sit out or whoever else is getting the belt as well on the day. 
they would specifically go out and then you'd have rounds against everybody, whoever's on the map. So you'd want to hope it's not a busy day to, uh, a busy day oh, so. <laughs> I'll see I've seen somewhere in Mans where there's a hundred people and oh my god like they go on for a while like yeah yeah I remember <laughs> but you kind of need that in as well I suppose like that, that's the kind of test of the, the stamina test that goes yeah. with it as well like that, that's half yeah, the test because your your uh, fitness will go out the door no matter how fit you are and then the technique is there yeah and like so would you know then like the day you're grading like would you kind of have it set like oh there's a grade in this day and no uh, like, months in advance or is it kind some, of like two weeks time kind of we're going to bring the guy down for the grade well, i suppose john and that can do the grade so there isn't that much of a an issue like but would it be would you know months in advance or uh no so like for me like sometimes you can tell like uh sometimes you tell but when i got my purple belt i did now like john put up a post saying uh we need everybody down to the gym to give like the MMA guys who are white belts, the blue belts, you know what I mean? Like just, it's a ceremony type of thing. Like just give them, give them the blue belts and then they can start to compete in jujitsu because it'd be fucking a rip off a professional MMA fighter going into a white belt tournament. Yeah. So, like I was, I was kind of like, lovely, I'll go down and I'll get a few rounds in because it'll be good like in the game with the MMA fighters. And then I ended up having to go out and test for my purple belt, like so. I was kind of like, oh, bollocks, I'm not expecting this. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that's happened a couple of times to a couple of different people. It's kind of just been a right, you turned up tonight, now you're, you're being put through the test. Yeah, yeah, Jamie McInerney, like a black belt in SBG, he said to me, like, now, Gary, pace yourself today in the change room. And I was kind of thinking, what you mean? Like, I'm just going out here to roll. And he laughed at me, and I was like, oh, Bollocks, I might have been stunned. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no turning back then. No, and then I caught him like three rounds in and I was dead. And they said, Oh, I might have blown me low, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah. was bollocks. Uh, and do you do you do you do much training in Indigi now or since you've kind of moved to a bit into MMA, do you are, are you more nogi now? Uh no. Uh I would be more nogi, but I definitely do still train in the gi, yeah. I think it's an important part of jiu-jitsu and MMA like I do I know people would have different views on it but I think training the gi it doesn't not help your MMA yeah that's what, that's what and it's you... fun man I, I just really enjoy playing around with it like it's a it's a game you know like there's no danger in MMA you're kind of always thinking like fuck I have to get on top or I'm, I'm going to be smacked around whereas in the gi you can be loose with it yeah did, did you find that adjustment hard like obviously you're not when you're competing in jiu-jitsu you're not worrying about getting a punch in the face when you're on the bottom or anything yeah. did you find that to be an adjustment yeah yeah it's a difference or like, it really is like yeah it is uh it makes you change your game quickly like <laughs> makes you get cauliflowers quick <laughs> <laughs> well like then like so what, what would you kind of say was your, your kind of biggest because i know you, you were quite successful in jiu-jitsu kind of you know, as a junior and that and coming through, like yeah. what, what would you kind of say is the biggest achievement? My biggest achievement, uh, I'd say maybe I think maybe getting bronze at the World Championships in Jiu Jitsu over in California as a blue belt. I'd say that would probably be one of my biggest achievements. Yeah. Yeah. What was that experience yeah, like? California it was for the competition. Yeah. That's, the, that's the life. Yeah, it was deadly, man. It was it was some trip over. It was it was so cool, man. I was over here with Joey Breslin and Lee Hammond, and uh, they competed as well. So it was unbelievable. It was a great experience. But I think like just flying away, man. I'd say like just that's the best. Like traveling everywhere. I traveled to Germany with me, Elfle, to compete in Naga, Germany. 
like that was great like it's like just going around traveling like it really is it's an unbelievable life that i'm, I'm grateful to have like yeah it was something that because I, i've been traveling with taekwondo for, for years but it was kind of only the last yeah. europeans in October, we were in Bosnia, and it was the first time I kind of maybe stopped and thought, you know what, there's like, there's worse things you could be doing than traveling to these places. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro, and, exactly. And, and, and competing then when you for think a week. About, like, like, how many places yeah. you've probably been, like, and you're only a young lad, like, it's mad. That's it, like, yeah. But, like, there's worse things, like, it's like, because you're cut off nearly from real life for however long it is, yeah. like, for the few days anyway, and it's like, you're just around the thing you love to do, like you're competing. <laughs> totally. Yeah, just, yeah. How bad is it? Like you know, it's like things yeah. could be so much worse. Everybody from all different countries, all over the world, doing the same thing as you, like in one convention center, scrapping yeah. it out to see who's the best. Like it's a crazy life. It's yeah. it's unbelievable. I suppose then as well, you only realize like how much how much you do love it as well when you can't do it. Like like obviously like, everything's locked down and all. It's yeah it's taken away. It's gonna kind of, it makes you love it even more. Yeah. Yeah, I was privileged. I have like uh, mats in my gaff, so I've been training, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's handy. Yeah, anybody who's had equipment at home has uh, has been a big. Did, <laughs> yeah. did, did you find training at hard home like did, uh, training at home hard like to get pull yourself off the couch? No, no. I tell you what, for the first like week or two, I definitely did, and I put on a bit of weight and all like that, and uh, like everybody. But now after that, to be honest, I, I started to get my shit together, and like I really started to work hard. Yeah. I kind of, I was kind of the same at the start. I was like, I was just had no motivation because like everything mm. was, everything was cancelled and it was just, it was too hard to, like, to, yeah. it, it was too easy to not do it. Do you know? That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you think like we're doing it all day, every day and we kind of don't get the chill. So when you do get the chill, you really enjoy it. Yeah. I like to put it, it's, it's much easier when you're getting up and going to the gym. It's like you're at the gym then to try yeah. and, but when, but when you're at home, it's yeah. too easy to go, uh, Another few minutes and I might go do a bit and then the day's gone. Yeah. Yeah. What I done was uh, I set a time every day. Like, so at first we started, I think it was like 11 or it might have been 10 o'clock and then we started to get earlier and earlier. And I think it might have been 8 o'clock we were doing a walkout or half eight down in my flats with like a few people who lived in the flats. So it was kind of like you had to kind of show up to a class then. So it was good. It was only in the block, but at least you're out of your house and you're down in the open. Yeah, see, like, that's what you kind of need, isn't it? Yeah, that that set time. Yeah, the community spirit, you know what I mean? Like, the flats fucking pulled together throughout it. Is there many people around the flats that don't, um, that, that train them, I mean? Or no, man, there's or... not really that many, to be honest. Like, there is a few, there's the odd, there's the odd few, but, like, I, like, I think, I'm not sure about Taekwondo, but Jiu-Jitsu is kind of, like, an expensive thing to get into, you know what I mean? Because you have to buy the gi and you have to... You have to pay for the membership and things like that. Know what I mean? And there's not and like boxing is like two quid a week. Yeah, yeah. And you get given your gloves and you get given your head guard and like it's unbelievable. No, I'm not this in boxing, but like uh, the jiu jitsu, it's kind of like a posh person's thing. You know what I mean? Kind of like rugby or something. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that is kind of so. It's just it's a thing you maybe don't think about I suppose when, you, when you're actually in it and doing it you kind of sometimes maybe don't think about that that the, 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 the cost of things like that can affect who's going yeah, to who's yeah, going to yeah it, it definitely does but I'm definitely I'm looking to bring it into the area now like I hope to open up my own gym soon enough and like give back to the community you know yeah you, you coach already do you you already take classes yeah I coach yeah 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 yeah. Uh, well, how'd you find that experience as opposed to competing Coaching, yeah, I love coaching, man. I love it. Yeah, I actually got into coaching fairly early on. 
helping on Roddy with the kids' classes in SBG, and I still do that today. But like, uh, it was weird. I kind of just like got. I'm almost doing coaching as long as I'm training. To be honest, I'd say the same amount, maybe like a few months less. Because yeah, that's very unusual, though, isn't it? To I was quite like coaching. not coaching. I was an assistant coach at the start, so he like just shut me out and just <laughs> made sure the kids didn't kill each other. Yeah. But then like, I, okay, maybe Ruddy can take a class, and he takes me. Gary, would you be able to take it? And you just copy and paste what he does, and then yeah. you just learn like. But it, it, it can be a test to your own knowledge, though, can't it? Like when you have yeah, to show somebody, it, 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 do you know your stuff? Is the, is the test and when you kids, have to show man, somebody? Kids yeah. are ruthless. Kids <laughs> don't give it a shit, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't like yeah. That's yeah, yeah, definitely. Like yeah, I find so I, I of course I teach classes myself and stuff, and uh, and it, it yeah. definitely, it definitely you have to nail down what you know yourself, and it makes you really think about yeah because it, what it you're makes doing. you reinforce it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, and uh, how many days a week do you coach? Uh, about five, yeah, five days a week. Five days a week, yeah. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice. Have you so, been doing that long? I've been coaching about ten years. About ten years, yeah. Whew, fuck yeah! Have you coached so, kids ever? Yeah, mostly, mostly kids, mostly all kids. And what do you, yeah. what do you think about coaching the kids? It's better than coaching the adults, isn't it? It's it's good crack, like yeah. It's I, I enjoy, yeah, I, enjoy coaching. Yeah. I love coaching kids, like and I love co- I love yeah, seeing that them. Fun, man, that yeah, fun. and I love seeing the way they come in the door and then like and like that. You see them progress all the time, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's crazy how quick they can pick it up. Like you see, like I'm not sure about taekwondo, but like you see kids kind of come in and especially at year an early age, and they just do the movements naturally, and you're kind of like Jesus, like that was a that was a high level movement there. Yeah, definitely. It's just yeah, yeah. they're just naturally, just physically good, like just athletic. Yeah, even, there's no uh, there's no blocks on that mind. They just go for it. Yeah, but I've even seen that now. The ones like coming back after the lockdown, like coming back into the classes, the one who's are just like it's like they never left. They're just still physically, yeah, they're yeah, just athletic. Yeah. Like you just come in and they're just still kicking <laughs> as as good. And some of them, you're kind of thinking, I'm not sure you were able to kick like that before you left. So you know, it's kind of weird yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've been training. <laughs> like, there was a few said they were. There was a few came in. I was asking them, nice. "Did you do any bits?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, oh, every day I was doing little workouts." I was like, "Geez, fair play to you." It was more yeah, than I did. Yeah, more, <laughs> more than us, more than us. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, but I often find as well it's great when you see the ones that who aren't that good when they first come in, but they can yes. sometimes they can sometimes be the best ones. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And how do you find them compared, like? Did you coach the kids first and then started to coach the adults? Because I find coaching adults is way easier after coaching kids. Like, you can just break the technique down a lot simpler. Yeah, I find it's it's a mix, I suppose, because I think I find to some degree you I don't think maybe necessarily you can progress the adults as like you. I feel like you can physically work the adults harder, but in terms of the skills, yeah. you can't you can't progress like the skill side of it as quick just because like. Yeah, they're just not at the, phys- the ideal age, I suppose, to to be yeah. picking stuff up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For they're still stiff from sitting in the chair all day. Oh, yeah, it catches up with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, don't be saying that. It's creeping around the corner for me. <laughs> uh, so, like, would you still prefer like coaching the kids now yourself? Yeah, I love coaching the kids and stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely do enjoy them, and yeah, they're fucking they're fun to coach, Charlie. But no, I, do, I, I enjoy coaching just as much as I like uh, training myself, you know. It's uh, 
it goes hand in hand for me. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's just it's just a different feel. It's just a different buzz. It's like if you ask me which one I preferred, I probably couldn't pick. It's like I like them both the same, but they're different. It's, you know, yeah. it's that kind of it's that thing. Yeah, yeah, because it's good to because like when I get the knowledge and then I'm able to show them and you and especially like okay, the younger kids might not see the light bulb moment, but if you coach like a like a young athlete or something, and he's like, oh, that's the that's the piece of the puzzle I need. Like it's killed to pass that on. Yeah. But then how does the gradings work in jiu-jitsu then for the kids? Like, is there a different system to, like, the main Same system? Thing. Yeah. They may They wouldn't have to, like, roll at the end. So what it's called is, like, an Iron Man or a Shark Tank. They wouldn't have to do that, really. They'd just, like, kind of yeah. do the techniques. You see if they're doing the techniques correct. And they would have to roll, but it wouldn't be as with everybody. they just have to roll with, like, certain people. Yeah, then how does it work in terms of the belt progression? Like, they, obviously, I wouldn't, I don't think they wouldn't go to blue and then they, they have a separate kind of system. Is it for the younger ones or...? Yeah, for the younger ones, there's a separate system, yeah, and it kind of goes three belts for every colour. So there's like uh, your yellow-white belt, your solid yellow belt, and then your yellow-black belt, and then you would go to your orange-white belt, orange-orange-black belt. Ah, okay, yeah. So and then for each one of those belts, you need four tips to get onto your next belt. Okay, so it kind of does slow it down, or you're not going to have... You don't have ten. Yeah. Year, you don't have ten-year-old black belts running around like. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe sixteen-year-old black belts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I think any any martial art who has ten-year-old black belts is like isn't the real deal. Ah <laughs> oh, no, it's fake as fuck, bro. It's fake as fuck. Yeah. yeah the McDojos. My niece has a black belt, and you're just like, nah, nah. Yeah, there's always that one, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it's proxy. I remember when I was a kid, I was I was only doing Taekwondo. I was only about a green belt. I was there maybe about two years. And I remember I was out the front of the estate and there was like these guys, because like, my like, grandparents lived in the estate. And uh, they came and they were like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we do karate. And I'm a black belt in karate. And I was like, oh, I do Taekwondo. And he's like, oh, I'm a black belt in that as well. And then he was telling me, there was like this other martial, I'm a black belt in that as well. He was, I was like nine and he was like 11. <laughs> and I was only believing him. I was thinking, Jesus, well, is a killer. And I was like, <laughs> I was believing him. He's a black belt in all these. A and, black belt in boxing. Uh, and the thing was, he, he didn't even do any martial arts. He was just talking shit like, but I was just there. Like, I, was, I was believing, I was laughing it up, thinking, oh my God, this guy's a black belt. He's, he's 11 and he's black belt three martial arts. <laughs> Pulling your leg. So what could I got you then to try, like, what, what, what made you transition into was the plan always to transition to MMA like or had you, was it kind of a toss up uh, I think like yeah I like so I like what I said the Monday was Jiu Jitsu and then Wednesday was MMA and then Friday was Jiu Jitsu again so I'd always kind of done MMA you know what I mean I'd never not done it I'd always like once a week done the MMA and stuff but fell in love with Jiu Jitsu and then as you get older you're kind of looking at the boys fighting and stuff and you're kind of saying like yeah I'd actually kind of like to get back into that and then you just start adding on the sessions to MMA and then you're training so long at it that you're kind of like, right, I want to fight now. Like, I, I want to test this out. Yeah, how have you found it? Like jiu-jitsu, you know, I want to see if the shit I do works, you know. And, like, I want to fight, you know. And I don't mind the fight. Like, I don't mind the scrap. Like, it's a fun it's a fun experience. But, like, uh, it is. It's like going in to see if, right, let's see if this stuff works, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> just... Yeah, it doesn't... <laughs> Because that's a job here, isn't it, when it comes to MMA? Like, or you see something like, oh, that wouldn't work in a real fight. 
Yeah, so, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, in jiu-jitsu, you hear that a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't want to fight that. I used to use here taekwondo i think you hear a lot of martial arts and like there's it's probably true like there's certain like not everything from every martial art works you know what you, i suppose yeah you can maybe exactly call but a there's a time fight. and a place for it yeah yeah 100 definitely but never this any technique know what i mean there's like okay it might not fit my style or it might not fit my body type or whatever but if you can do it like fair props to you you know yeah like definitely. i can barely throw a body kick man my legs are stiff <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good on that stretching. <laughs> I know, man. I know. To be perfectly honest, it is a thing that people do. Uh, like they just don't do. And I'm one of them. Know what I mean? I don't start with a warm up. I just get straight in. Like when I train, like when I coach, I'm the guy who doesn't stretch or doesn't let a student stretch. I'm like straight in, hard training, and then leave. <laughs> yeah. I found. I used to be able to get away with that, like, but I, I was here. I'm not old, but I, I got, I'm 25 now. But like, I would have found before, like, I just rock up and I can train. And how long, I, how long are you doing it? When did you start? What age? I was seven when I started, so quite yeah. a, a but long see, time. like, you're not, you're not old, but you've been training a long time. Like, it's mad yeah. when you think about that. Like, that's it. Like, yeah, yeah, it is it's a long time. It's crazy. But yeah, I used to always find like I could just rock in and I could no warm up. I jump in, train harder, but I'm starting to feel like more and more the. It does. Yeah. It's 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 like a fine line. Some days I could turn up and I could yeah. and I, and I could not warm up and train and I could be grand. But there's always that chance yeah. that you could pick up that injury. <laughs> you could pick up that injury. It's all, it's always there. Like it, it, it can go either way sometimes. So I'm starting to feel like I need to warm up now. Yeah. <laughs> and then like you're struggling to go toilet the next day. Your back's killing you. You get out of bed. You feel about seventy. Yeah, and that's the worst thing to hurt is, is your back, like because you, you can't do anything. Like you can't move. You can't do it. Yeah, anything. it's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. So like then like most of you are like. MMA experience so far has been through the IMAF kind of competitions, hasn't it? Yeah, I've had most fights with IMAF. Like, yeah, I've had more fights with IMAF than I had, like, on a domestic show, yeah. Yeah, and how, how have you found that experience, like, travelling away and the weigh-ins and on the same day and stuff like that? Yeah, and even, like, I'm not sure the way it is with you, but I'd say in Taekwondo it's similar enough where you're probably staying in the hotel with all the other countries and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a weird vibe that when you kind of, you're like everybody's sizing everybody up and like everybody's like speaking their own language and stuff like that and it's just like geez, this is a mad one yeah yeah definitely it's a yeah. and you're kind of you're looking that's the guy i'm fighting and then there's like this kind of thing and see we because yeah we're competing so long like there's a lot of the same guys in the division or like it's like you know you see some guys and you know you'd be over well host things like you know how you get on like you yeah, be and then some other guys who and other guys are giving you the eyes, like, and you're kind of like, yeah, to see for problem. Yeah. And you're not kind of like, what's what, like, it's like, I'm sound, like, it's a crazy really? experience, <laughs> yeah, it is, it's a weird one already, but now it is fun. I enjoy it as well because I think uh, you have to like be detached from the fight as well as like 100% invested. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm fighting Kazakhstan and I'm in a lift beside him, like, he'll get it when the day is coming, like, I don't need to fight now. Yeah, yeah you know, it, like, I'm gonna get, yeah. I'm gonna get to get, give you a hoiding in front of everybody in a few days or whatever. So it doesn't matter. They're saying that I lost the fucking Kazakhstan, but that's that's me mindset. <laughs> yeah, but that's the mindset you need, isn't it? Like it doesn't like what's the yeah. point? The same, like what's the point in giving the, the guy the, the daggers or the eyes or like or, you know not saying hello to somebody? It's like at the end of the yeah, day, at the end of the day, you're, you're gonna fight like. like. Yeah, exactly. And we'll see if you can give me daggers then when I'm digging your head in. You know. <laughs> And how do you find like even I don't know if you cut much weight or anything, but if you how do you find like if you're in the, have you been in the sauna uh, with anybody so you're competing I'd, against I'd cut, anything? Yeah, I'd cut a little bit away, but uh, yeah, not too bad. Like I don't have a dietitian or anything. Like I kind of just do my own weight cut. 
sometimes it's a bit rough. <laughs> no, but uh, it's not too bad. Like I, I just eat clean and then I get like advice off Lee Hammond, things like that, who gets advice off other people. So secondhand information. Don't pay for fuck up. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, just, that's the cheap way to get it. Like, it's the cheapest way. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat the uh, the breast after and the toy beforehand. That's what he told me. <laughs> Get the, the brown meat in before training and the white meat in after. Uh, but like, I guess, have you found like you've been in in a sauna or anything like that? Like with guys you're gonna fight on the same day? Have you been cutting weight next to the same guys? No, no. I went over on weight, so I've never had to like cut weight over there. But like the night I lost, so I lost here Kazakhstan, and that night I went down to go train because you know him after they have match at a certain level and everybody who loses can just go train down there but uh, I seen like Kazakhstan the guy I fought Ghani he was down there cutting weight skipping in the sauna suit and stuff like that and I was thinking like fuck like maybe uh, he took it a bit more professional than I did but the next weight class is very low it's like 52 and like I'm about like 59 now so it's 7 kilo to weigh in on the same day I think it's a bit heavy you know yeah so you're fighting at 57 then, is that is that that's the way, isn't it? I fight at 50, yeah, 56.4 maybe officially or something like that. Yeah. And do you walk, so you walk 56, around? 56.7, sorry, 56.7 is the official way. Yeah. So do you, you walk around in around 59? Yeah, 59, yeah. 59 eating pizzas and drinking cans of coke and all. I wish I was the same. I fight 57 in Taekwondo now and... Um, yeah, the last the last time I was a big one. I, I came from. <laughs> you don't look like you're 59 anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not 59. No, I'm uh, I'm a little bit heavier than that. Like I, I I tend to try to walk around 60, 63 ish, six. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm heavier than that now at the moment, but you know, really just getting back. See, with taekwondo, do you weigh in the day of? You weigh in on the day, like so. You get there maybe on a Tuesday. Weigh in on a Wednesday, and then that's it. Then, mm. and you, but you mightn't fight till Saturday. Fuck, that's different than I'm after. That's that is that's a kind of you could do a professional weight cut then and be rehydrated. Yeah, we've I've had the last one was a big one. There was a it was heavy. Like I left it late. Like I it, it was a bad. I cut a lot of weight. Like I was setting about sixty four the week before, which isn't ideal, you know. Um, yeah. But like that, I had a good yeah. like, I had a good few days to recover. And the other guy who because there's two guys per country per weight class so the other guy who was cutting he was cutting a good yeah. bit of weight as well he was cutting about the same as me so we were kind of in it together and that but we bought managed yeah. to, we uh we bought rehydrated and didn't really like that because we had a couple of days if you asked me to go the same day asked me to go the next day i wouldn't have been able but having a couple of days yeah definitely helps. yeah yeah because it is like a, on the same day it's it's a different level into like the few days like it definitely helps you yeah and how do you find and keep it motivated like when you've won the first one or like to get up for the next day because like you know not just having that one fight mm. and that's it you know like a Saturday night show you just have the one fight you're done Um, how do you find like having to like fight today right and going again tomorrow and yeah. going again the day after I like it to be honest I really do enjoy that experience yeah it's kind of like fucking it's like living life isn't it you win one battle but that don't mean shit yeah <laughs> you're only as good as like the next one you know what I mean like they say you're only as good as the last one but the last one's finished doesn't matter yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah but, you no, fi- but you find it tough then, like if you have that tough first round, like you have the one of the a guy you consider hard in the first round. Yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, it you, is you, tough. You, know, you yeah. celebrate, you celebrate getting over him, but it's like, well, I gotta go again tomorrow. You can't even celebrate too much that win because yeah, like said, exactly, and it, it keeps your ego in check. You know what I mean? Because usually, like when 
you win, you go out party, oh, I'm the best ever. Well, you have another three days of fighting. We'll see if we've got the best then. Yeah. It's a different dynamic. No, into it, like, I, isn't it? Yeah. I really do enjoy that, like the whole tournament, you know what I mean? Like that atmosphere, like I really do enjoy them. And it's, it's something that's just, you, you can't destroy the people unless they've been there and done it. Like it's a, it's such an alien feeling. Yeah. And you, like, it's even hard to describe like how big some of these tournaments are. Like, to somebody yeah, who hasn't like been it's there. like over in fucking Bahrain, the prince like funding the whole thing. You're staying in like hotels where Mercedes make the showers heads and all, and you're just like, this is crazy. Like, yeah, out in Fight Island. It's <laughs> yeah, on Fight Island in Bahrain. Yeah, the mad yeah. bastard. Yeah, what, what what you making of fights? Are you going to watch the fights at the weekend? If I can stay up, yeah, I'm usually like passed out by about one o'clock man I can never stay up and watch them anymore but now I, w- I probably will I'm going to try to go around to one of the boys gaff maybe watch it there he's mad for them as well but now it's going to be uh, some good fights man yeah tough calls yeah who would you think who do you think will win in the, the main event I'm leaning towards Masvidal because as Masvidal comes in with like I think there's a difference uh, in like fighter between Usman and Masvidal. I think Usman's like the athlete, but I think when Masvidal like is kind of just like fuck all the sportsmanship and if you want to go outside in the car park, we can have the knock outside in the car park. And like I kind of I I like that style personally. That's why I've been trying to think of it like that. Like when I first went over to the Europeans in Rome for the first time after tournament. I went over and I tried to play it like a tournament. I tried to win by the jab. <laughs> you know what I brought? You know, I done a, like, I tried to win it like a point system, like work on my jab and like just just win the free. But then I lost. I got robbed in a split decision. Well, I think I, I, think I got robbed. That was up to the judges. But uh, then for Bahrain, I went over and I said, with the mentality, right, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to fucking bash this like it's a knock in the flats. Yeah. And then I went over and I got bronze. So like, it may, like <laughs> that's only reassured me that maybe that attitude actually does work, you know? Yeah, I like. It's a, it's a fight at the end of the day, isn't it? Like, like I understand that there's technique and the technique does matter, obviously. But like, if you can come in there and just be like, not respect you, like not disrespect, but kind of don't care about the other guy. Just impose your own will on them rather than worrying about what they do. Yeah, it's like, yeah, one like. You can't be so afraid to lose or something like that. You forget to win that kind of mentality. Like you just go in. Yeah, exactly, straight, exactly. Straight Don't be worried about like winning the fight. Just be worried about killing that other guy. That's the way I kind of think about it. Like, don't think about a decision. Think about a life or death situation. So yeah. I think Masvidal has it on, on that. Know what I mean? That's why I'm leaning towards Masvidal. Yeah, I think, I think Usman will get the win. I'd love to see Masvidal win for the reason you said. I love, yeah. I love, I love that kind yeah. of thing. Him and the Diaz, like, I just love that thing of like, you know, the, the idea of you can talk shit on Twitter, you can shout to but if I see you yeah. it, it, on site, it's happening. You know what I mean? I just like yeah, that. It's like, it's like just like, that. I, just, that, I just, I, I just like that. that attitude. Like, it doesn't, like, it goes, like because it's, come on. it's raw, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's raw. You can tell, you can tell that like he will, like, <laughs> like he actually will. He'll throw hands on suite, you know? Yeah. Sort of like look at the Leon Edwards thing backstage, like just the three pieces. Yeah, you know, exactly. Kind of... And he knows how to play the court system and all. Make sure he didn't get charged <laughs> and all. He's a mad thing. Proper ghetto man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, sure, coming from the back, like this, the backyard fights, like with Kimbo Slice, like that's like I was only seeing clips of that today as well. Like, that that was crazy, like what he was doing there. Yeah, yeah. 
it works, man. It works. It definitely does. Like it gives you that like dog mentality, isn't it? Like you can tell. Like he fought Diaz, like he was just in the backyard, like didn't give a rats. Yeah, that's it. It was what only watched. It was that, a crazy yeah. one. I only watched that back there the other day, and like that was unbelievable. Like because Diaz is pure like that as well. Like just I was getting dropped and was just like I don't care. Like come on, come down here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come into the guard. Find yeah. here. He's a crazy yeah. cunt. Did you think Max Holloway beat Volkanovski? Maybe only maybe dad were talking about this today. Like Volkanovski, it's a tough fight, isn't it? Because uh, he has like that dog mentality as well, Volkanovski. Like he doesn't he doesn't care that Max Holloway is this great striker and he hasn't been like he's just he doesn't give a rat's about it. Like because sometimes when you respect the other guy, you almost don't let off the shots. Yeah. You know, you're kind of like, oh no, like I won't be able to beat the world champ. I won't be able to beat that guy. He's the best for the last six years. Or whereas Volkanovski just comes in and hammers the leg off him. So it is. It's a tough one, like. Yeah, I think, I think Volkanovski will do it because I think like, Holloway. Holloway was saying that. Holloway was saying like that he hasn't spared or anything like that, and he was going over. Zoom. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I would st- still, I'd much prefer Volkanovski. I said like he had a, they got a camp, they had a bubble. He was sparing like they had a, he had a proper camp. So it's kind of like well, I'll go with the guy who had the yeah. proper camp. I was actually going with Holloway, right up until me dad told me that, or I think Volkanovski said it. And like I was watching the the thing the UFC released today, and he said oh, I've been doing three every day, like three full sessions every day, and like it's hard to beat, like hard to not back that guy, you know, three yeah. sessions a day, you know yourself. Like you feel fucking amazing when you've been like when you've been training three times a day for a whole camp. Like you feel like a bleeding, uh, a thoroughbred. Like yeah. you feel good to go. So, what would your kind of tra- training schedule look like? Uh, like, if you're, I suppose, getting ready for a fight or getting ready for an IMAF tournament, like what what's the training schedule look like for you? Uh, it'd probably be like uh, coaching slash training at six thirty in the morning. Uh, to seven thirty jujitsu, and then I'd go on a jog. Then I do six k, and then I train again at eleven, and then train again from eleven till like half twelve MMA session, and then in the evening I do grappling probably from seven till nine, seven till half nine. So what three three Monday. sessions a day yourself like? Yeah, Monday to Friday, yeah, and then Saturday and Sunday I'd probably do one a day or two a day. Is there any trying to condition kind of sessions in there? No, no, I, I don't uh, do any any of that. I probably should start. I understand that, uh, like, there is benefits to it and stuff like that. But there is like, also, I do be mad paro about just the technique. And like, I know my technique isn't as as good as it can be, so I'm just always worried about that. Yeah, would you think about getting somebody in there to work with you on the technique? Yeah, I would. I would like to, to be honest. But like, I think. Uh, like maybe one a week or like it's it's hard to fuck up your schedule into like it's hard to like change it around and things like that because after you do a weight session it's tough to go and do like a, a rolling session after like I've done arms and legs before like that and then your arms are just like stiff as a board and you're like jeez I can't really straighten your arms now but that takes a while to get rid of I think yeah you need to, a, a, a bit more programming I suppose is needed to kind of fit it in and be smart with it but yeah at the same time as well, no, I don't do any. Yeah, I just I only started doing cardio recently. To be honest, I just used to train jujitsu all day. That was it. Three jujitsu sessions are an MMA session and two jujitsu sessions are wrestling. Yeah, 
that definitely I suppose has its benefits at yeah to some point as well like you're just constantly like yeah you know you're getting getting your fitness from actually doing the activity you're going to be comp- competing in but I suppose then as well there is the another there is a, another benefit to I suppose generally training yeah. to train in your general cardio fitness and general yeah. strength and stuff I only started jogging recently kind of during the lockdown like I, I started uh, jogging consistently three a week and stuff and I'd started to see the progress and seeing the time come down and the pace per kilometre it was fun to see you know so I need, I'm going to start doing that more often I'm gonna continue doing three a week, like for definite. Yeah, and is like I know you said your your like your main gym is is with John. Is it like that's where you mostly train. Like what what kind of, what other places are you in as well? You still training with Owen Roddy and that and Paddy? Yeah, yeah, I still train with Owen and Paddy. So I'd go out to Charlestown and it, and then I would train with uh, Paddy as well in D twenty four, and then I train in Nice with Sergey. I train like boxing in a boxing gym if I could go down there and things like that. You know. Mix of everything. <laughs> that a high level guys really there. Do, like, I really do think that's the best way. I think like it's kind of ignorant not to learn off people who have been like down no longer than you into like kind of thinking uh, one one thing is the best. Like I, I'm really not a believer in that man. Yeah, like like that. Like I said, a lot of high level guys there that you're mixing it up with as well. Yeah, exactly. Like because when you go to a different gym and you roll with different bodies it's basically a free competition yeah, yeah exactly yeah that's what, uh, <laughs> no, I, keep... I mean like you get to see you kind of have to be careful yourself because okay uh, if they get an armbar they might whack it on so you have to be willing to tap really so you have to go in kind of without the ego as well but like it is good you know or you're getting tapped out by no name guys from their gym you try to go with the, those guys who are good in that gym you do well against them and then you're kind of going against this old man. You're like, jeez, I can't be losing to this guy, but he batters all them guys as well, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was kind of planned in for the rest of the year. Like, obviously, with things starting to kick off again, like, would, would you like to get many fights in or are you going to go to... Yeah, for definite, man, for definite. Kazakhstan is in uh, November for the IMAF World Championships. So I'd like to head over to them again. And uh, Cage Legacy has a show in October, so I'd love to get a fight on that as well. And then... Ah, and else to be honest, once this elbow heal, heals up one hundred percent, I'll fight anybody. And when when are you thinking about maybe are you thinking about going pro? Nah, not for a while, man. No, not for another three, four years. I don't think so. Yeah, so you'll have a lot, good lot of amateur yeah. fights racked up. Then, like that's there's a lot of experience. Yeah, to be, got to be honest, I want I want to be Alexander O'Sullivan's record. Alexander O'Sullivan from CMAC has a uh, the most you know, bollocks. That's one of my blading students giving the finger. Yo, I think Alexander O'Sullivan has the most MMA fights in Ireland at the moment. I think he has twenty something. So I'd like to beat that record, you know. Yeah. Which Quite. isn't a lot when you think about like when you think about like boxers or I'm not sure how many fights you have, but you've a lot of experience. Before. Exactly, you don't <laughs> even know. You've just had so many that you lost count. Yeah, well, I'm competing. You probably have more losses than I have fights in my whole career, man. Know what I mean? It's crazy, like when you think about it. Ah, uh, like so. I started to compete when I was seven. You know, twenty-five now. Yeah. Like it's and that's yeah, yeah. It seems like if you're doing four or five tournaments a year, like it's got less tournaments yeah. as the older I've got. But like, if you're doing four or five tournaments a year, and you know, like how many fights? Some okay, some tournaments you have one fight. Some you could have two, three, four. 
I couldn't tell you how many yeah. fights I could I honestly could not work out how many matches I've had like yeah but that's what I'm saying with MMA I think people rush it a little bit they maybe get two or three fights and then they turn pro but I'm not a fan of that like I, I really do want to be like the best amateur fighter in the world like no like no way questions asked know what I mean and then I'll turn pro yeah that's a different mindset to what you see what you see with many people. Many people are looking to just get through the pros, like rack up a little bit of experience and get into the pros as quick as they can, like, like get through the amateurs. Yeah, fast. but why not just skip the queue? Because it's you know yourself, like it's a ruthless world out there, you know what I mean? And yeah, like it doesn't matter like if you're a tone pro, like shit could happen, like just one punch, one like little uh, like it touches your chin or something in the small gloves and boom, that's a loss in your record and now you have to build up harder. Whereas if you go in as the best amateur, you're probably going to sign a decent contract straight away, you know? Yeah, I think that's going to, I think that's what's good because like you see with, like you said, amateur boxing, if you win the Olympics, it kind of sets you ahead of everybody else when you turn pro. And I think so. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's because gonna, they realise what you're worth. Yeah, I think that'll come round even with MMA. Like the, the the more the IMAF stuff builds, and you see people like if they win two, three of these IMAF t- world titles, and they're stepping yeah. into pro. I think, I think people will start picking like the UFC will pick them up much earlier yeah. than one. Like who are you gonna? Who are you like? If you were the UFC, who are you gonna pick? You're gonna pick Jimmy No Name from down the street who has twelve fights and no losses, or you're gonna pick like fucking Gary Rooney, world champion. He might have a few losses on the record, but if he's like for definite the best fighter at the moment well, of course we're going to sign that guy he was like an amateur that Jimmy guy might be 12 and I was a pro but even still you're going to be saying right this guy's exciting he probably already has a following and things like that you know yeah especially like when you see you're seeing it, I suppose with the UFC it's not too like it doesn't happen too much guys with one or two pro fights but like still it just still does happen like yeah people have been picked up yeah but like that like you said mm. if, but if you have guys who maybe they haven't had any pro fights yet but they've racked up like they have 20 odd wins as an amateur they have a couple of world titles behind them you're kind of going well this guy actually yeah. has loads of experience as opposed to somebody who had yeah. two or three amateur fights and is like one and oh as a pro it's like well yeah it's, it's gonna be tough you know and now now losses matter i think that's what people forget nobody cares when you lose when you're an amateur nobody yeah. gives a bollocks you turn pro you're zero and zero again and then 100%. you can't go back to amateur and say oh no i just want to scrap that for a second i'm not professional anymore yeah definitely yeah yeah, I th- I th- that is forgotten as well is that it does start again it, it is you are oh no it is a, a clean slate like yeah 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 it's kind of like doing the leaving when you do your junior like nobody asked you what your junior shirt is that would be like that's actually a great comparison yeah it is yeah so why not just get like the best junior shirt result in the whole country and then front you're leaving <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, uh... But like, have you have you always kind of been full time training and coaching that, or have you had to kind of have you had to work with, with training and anything like that? No, I've never had to get a job around. <laughs> <laughs> That's the life. Yeah, I don't plan on a brother. <laughs> That's the there. There is no plan B. It's it's fight or nothing. <laughs> no, honestly, like I not like it's not. I'm probably not like somebody to look up to like for the kids and say, oh no, like do this and get a job and train and go to college and train I just think go for it sure like you've only like a certain amount of time like what you're saying like oh your back's a bit sore I think like you can go to college when you're 40 or you can get a job I can start stacking shelves and dons when I'm 40 like why would I waste my youth the like the best fucking time in my life to be fit like why would I waste that you know what I mean I'll just give everything to training now at the moment 
Yeah, so the, so how do you go about then f- funding the the tournaments? Is it all sponsorship stuff like to get to these? It's mostly uh, all sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sometimes yeah. I have to pay on my own pocket. Like I'll get cash here and there. You know what I mean? Doing odd job, painting odd wall, get cash for that. But I wouldn't like have a nine to five job or anything like that. Yeah, I suppose that's the challenge with all these kind of like we're the same. It's 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 not funded. You know that you go to these big events. Yeah. And it, it's all out of your own pocket. Like it's there's there's no funding. Um, which is always the challenge of how. Yeah, there's like a funeral directors on Mage Street who fund me. You know what I mean? Outdoor and son's funeral. So they give me some cash when I go over and pins and needles for the last one done like a tattoo thing for me. So that was really cool. You know what I mean? So it's fun. The man, it's like the thing is as well. You realize like the earlier looks after you. You know what I mean? Like it's not. Google that's giving me money and it's not Facebook no. it's uh, like it's the people who are struggling man you know what I mean opening up a small business and they're giving you money you know what I mean like that's that's what you have to remember and it really puts it into perspective that you look after your own yeah well then, like you said their support you said you nearly want to succeed for them as well you know it's like well they've they've put a bit of faith in you so it's like well you kind of half want to repay them yeah, yeah money they, believe it. they believe that I can get the gold as well it's not just me you know yeah, but um, and it would the plan be to get to the UFC? Yeah, the plan would be to get to the UFC or whoever's paying well as well. Not only like the UFC is good and the fucking it's the it's the best, but I also don't mind like the Asian promotions like One or Ryzen. Like I I enjoy them promotions as well. Yeah, yeah, and Brave as well. Brave, which is like a fucking. The IMF is like the breeding ground for Brave and fucking they have loads of money. So why not fight for <laughs> the old Sheik again? Pay me loads. Yeah. Especially if you can come through the IMF ranks and they're used to seeing you, they'll pay you the money. But that's what I'm saying. Like, because at the end of the day, if I can fund my like dream of opening up a gym and like giving back to the area for fighting for Brave, of course I'm going to do that, you know? Yeah. The UFC will come eventually. Like I, I am a firm believer in that. Like because I want to do, I do want to show that I truly do believe that with the hard work I can do, I could be the best in the world. Like, yeah, w- would that be your kind of goal? Like to just like at the end of fight and have yourself set up that, like you said, you'll have a gym and you can, let's say, not fall back on, but like that's the goal. Like get yourself set up for out of after fighting, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Not I'd necessarily love to just make coach, like when yeah. I'm. When I'm done coaching, I just want to. Sorry, when I'm done fighting professionally, or <laughs> I haven't even started. <laughs> but like when I am, when it's all said and done and stuff like that, I'd love to just coach and train jujitsu all day. That's it. Yeah, well, I think like yeah, I, th- I think it's a good idea that you're kind of thinking more so that way because I think sometimes guys get caught up in that they're gonna go, I'm gonna be the next McGregor. I'm gonna have the hundred million in the bank, and I'm not gonna work a day in my life. There's only think, there's only one kind of man. Know what I mean? Like that's it. Like that's what people would need to realize. Like it's it's not something that's a uh, factory made. Know what I mean? Like everybody's kind of trying to be like Conor now and things like that, and it just it doesn't work. You can you can tell it from a mile away. You know? Yeah, but I think like that. Like if you're better off. This is my opinion outside that you're better off thinking about. Well, how do I use my professional fighting career to set up that I'm secure after in terms of like whether that's having a gym whether it's doing whatever like see, so maybe some people go into like dc or something goes into tv work but what, like whatever it is yeah something like, yeah exactly use what you do as a professional to set yourself up after like don't just think like you know that i'm gonna have this pot of gold at the end of it where and i'm gonna sit on that because like, it's, yeah, like it's like, sure even like it's mcgregor was making good money even before like he got the belt so it's not necessarily you have to become champion to become rich you know what i mean like it's just 
things worked out for him and like it's fucking unbelievable but I don't think like lightning strikes twice like that you know yeah like, to... like and even after seeing like Connor's like fame and success like that it's almost like a torn off for me because man the fella can't go get milk in the shop <laughs> yeah like that's a poxy position to be in know what I mean yeah imagine that no you can't even leave you can't even walk outside in the flats and like, it's great, man. That, <laughs> like that sounds horrible to me to be honest and like people changing like the way they are to you now you know what I mean like that's more money more problems you know what I mean Biggie says it correctly <laughs> it I've, does, I've yeah. no money and more problems that I have but he has <laughs> more money and more problems <laughs> oh, brilliant but uh, I suppose just before we finish up uh, if you had to pick a favourite fighter who would you pick? Doesn't necessarily have to be MMA. Maybe it's jiu-jitsu, any sport. Who would you pick if you had to pick a favorite fighter? Who would you pick? Uh, meow and meow Yeah, that's a yeah. different one. That's a different one. Any any reasons yeah. why? Because they fought through some hardship, but I, yeah, they fought through it all. They fought through things that we couldn't even imagine going through. And without them, like, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Nice one. That's a, that's a, yeah. that's the, that's the first one. It's a, it's a very personal one. I've had one or two people say their brother, they say their brother, older brother, younger brother. But uh, you're, yeah. the, you're, you're the first to go with the mum and the dad. <laughs> hopefully they buy me something nice for it <laughs> keep them sweet but uh, yeah man thanks man for coming on I've really enjoyed the chat no brother bro it was cool as fuck yeah, yeah. just like a normal a chat into sometimes the podcasts are a bit weird like but that was nice like yeah we tried to keep it um more Joe Rogan, less Ariel Helwani style, I suppose, is what I'm trying yeah, to go for here. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, bro. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I usually don't do the podcast because they're just like the mad questions. But this was cool, bro. I really appreciate it, yeah? Yeah, thanks, man, for coming on. And like, hopefully the injury will heal quick enough and you'll get back and get some ah, fights in. 100%, bro, 100%. Yeah, so t- take care, man. All the best. Have a good day, bro. I'll be on to you about some stretching and some training. No worries. I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have a good day, brother. Yeah. Cheers, all the best. Peace out, bro.